Real quick before we get started, I want to tell you about my free weekly newsletter, Build Something Weekly. You can sign up for it over at buildsomething.email. And it has all sorts of things, insights and questions. It has the top takeaways of each episode weekly. It has the latest content I've created, and it's generally where I first announce new things I'm working on, like this new Beyond 8 workshop that I'm putting together to help podcasters fight Podfade. You can find out more about that and everything in my free weekly newsletter over at buildsomething.email. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 235 of How I Built It, the podcast that offers actionable tech tips for small business owners. Today's sponsors are Text Expander and Nexus. You'll hear about them later in the show. Now, often when it comes to launching, writing, recording, building funnels, or whatever else we need to do in our business, it's maybe easy to get started because we're so motivated. We're excited about the new project or the new thing that we are launching. But the longer the project goes on, the harder it could be to stay motivated, the more frustrating it can get, and the more likely quality starts to go out the window. This is true of our own projects if we're not seeing any gains, and it could be especially true of client projects, especially if they take a long time to get content to us or provide feedback. Well, today's guest, Elizabeth Pamplon, has a solution. Get it all done in one day. From launching websites to writing a full year's worth of blog posts, Elizabeth's process of blocking off a whole day and walking with her clients through a tried and true framework has proven successful. Here's how she does it. Plus, in Build Something More, we chat about early businesses. We both had a computer repair business at first and how to handle premium products and plugins and other subscriptions for your clients. If you want to get access to ad-free extended episodes a day early, plus everything else we talk about in this show, you can head over to howibuilt.it slash 235. Okay, let's get on with the show. All right, I am here with Elizabeth Pamplone. She is the CEO of Absolute Marketing. I'm really excited because today we're going to be talking about how to create uh, just a bunch of different types of content in one day. This is something I've been talking about and teaching in my courses. Uh, and I'm and and what caught my eye was the social media part because I'm bad at that. But before we get into all that, let's bring Elizabeth on. Elizabeth, how are you today? I'm doing great. Awesome. Thanks so much for being on the show. I know we went over the pronunciation of your name before the show, so I hope I did okay there. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Um, I'm um, American Italian. And so I always want to say like Pamplone or something like that, you know, yeah. like put a little flourish the, on that's the That's my husband. It. Yeah. He's, a, he's Italian as well. <laughs> nice. <laughs> awesome. Um, so uh, f- before we get into this, this topic, first of all, your pitch was very good for anybody listening to this show. And they're like, how do I get on how I built it? Um, good pitch with actionable advice for the audience. And this is exactly uh, yours stood out for a bunch of reasons. 
and uh, how to create one year of social media, blog posts, or email funnels, or connected brand or a website in one day um, really stood out to me because I create a lot of content throughout the week. Usually it's one piece of content per day. I am epically bad at social media despite having like some automations to share my own stuff. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited to talk about kind of what what goes into that. Uh, but before we we get into all of that, um, you know, according to your bio, you are my best guest ever, um, <laughs> an author, international speaker, podcaster, entrepreneur, uh, over expert marketer with over 20 years experience. Why don't you tell us a little bit about a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yes, I have been doing this for quite some time. Um, I actually started building websites when I was 14. So been doing this a long time. (laughs) And I really just loved the aspect of marketing, like taking something that was, you know, an idea or a product or something like that, and then helping people understand it, helping people to be educated on it, and then eventually want it, need it, buy it, those kind of things. And um, so yes, this when I started my business, I actually started a computer repair company because I had gone through a divorce at the age of 20 and, you know, was, you know, had all that kind of all happen at once. You know, I'd gotten married, gotten divorced, and then started a company. Um, And my computer repair company did really well. I had that company for 10 years and sold it. And during that time, I was still in love with marketing. I was doing my own marketing. And I decided that about five years into the computer repair company, I wanted to start a second company, which was marketing, a marketing firm. And I still own that today. Um, and my sister actually recently came on to work with me um, in that as well because she's also really into marketing and she's actually uh, an award-winning designer. And so she came on with us and she helps me with all the things that we do with the one year of marketing in five days. That's incredible. We we have uh, very similar paths. I also started building websites when I was 14. Uh, I didn't start like a real company, but I made a bunch of money on the side, uh, with computer repairs, uh, and buying and selling mixed CDs. But, uh, (laughs) one of those is slightly more legal than the other. Um, (laughs) so, uh, you know, I, I, I feel like, uh, we already have a lot in common. Um, I don't, I, I would never ask, uh, a lady her age, but, (laughs) um, I, I started using, uh, front page like 2001 when I started making websites. So that was a few uh, years ahead of you. (laughs) Just a few. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Um, so I did HTML straight up, straight up HTML in notepad. So that's where I started. (laughs) Wow. Very nice. My friend, Steve Mikosh, Shout out to Steve Mikosh. He um he showed me the light when I got to college. He he, uh, he showed me Notepad plus plus existed by yes. that time, so he yes. showed me that. And I'll tell you, I'm sure because you probably got the same uh, kind of comments. People were extremely impressed that I would hand yes. code websites, and I'm like, yep. this is the only way to. Once you do it, that's the only way to do it. Exactly. And then I, in 2007, I was given a tip by another marketer who had been in business for many years. And I was kind of just barely starting that, that, you know, new journey. And she's like, you really need to be on WordPress. And I was like, I can do this by hand by myself. I don't need that. (laughs) And she was like, no, no, really, seriously, honey, you need this. And I was like, no, 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 no. 
And so for a whole year, I, I didn't do anything with it. I just kept doing things the way I was doing them. Then I found WordPress. I was a WordPress, I would say groupie for almost 10 years. Wow. And then I decided to take a totally different turn. I completely revamped my business. And in 2017, that's when we actually changed the entire format to what it is now, which is the one year of marketing in five days. And we now use exclusively Squarespace. So I went from being a Squarespace hater and a WordPress like professor to <laughs> a Squarespace lover. And now I have my reasons about why not to use WordPress. So <laughs> that's, <laughs> lots, that's of, lots of topsy-turvy there. Yeah, that's amazing. I, um, again, shout out to Steve Mikosh here. Uh, I feel like I should give him like royalties on my whole career. But <laughs> uh, I said to him when we worked in like the same computer lab, um, and uh, I said, I think I want to build my own content management system because I was like updating databases I wrote through forms and things like that. And he said, have you heard of WordPress? And this was in 2004. And I, w- I like got on it immediately. All of my client sites were on uh, WordPress by 2006. I'm still, uh, I would say, a uh, constructive critic of WordPress, <laughs> but I still use it for a lot of things. So maybe in Build Something More, we could talk about why you moved from WordPress to Squarespace. A lot of people listening to this show are WordPress people. So, um, you know, and I'm very much like, use the tool that works best for you. So um, I'd I'd be excited to talk about that. Um, So in 2017, that's great, uh, great segue here. Um, I guess less so that I pointed it out. Uh, But in 2017, (laughs) you pivoted to this um, kind of build this whole, we'll say, marketing or content plan um, Mm -hmm. in over the course of a few days. So why don't you tell us a little bit about maybe your current business now and and how you came up with this idea? Um, Because that is, you know, coming up with content is, is hard. Yeah. Yeah. So I was 2017. I was in the middle of kind of a breakdown. I've been running my business for almost 10 years at this point, and I'd been doing everything the same, right? So I had just sold the computer business, and the marketing business was kind of the only thing I was running. It was the main deal. And that was good because I really loved it. But I was finding that my clients would, you know, we, we did 30 day websites. And so my clients mm-hmm. would start off strong. The first week was great. We had milestones set every week. You know, we had very simple plan. It wasn't complicated. And then day 29 of 30, after many, many emails and calls from me, they would basically flood my inbox with all of their information. And I would basically have to build something in a day. Oof. And because I had other clients coming in the next day or the next week, and I couldn't just have everything hanging on and, you know, being delayed. And I did charge premiums. I said, oh, if you go over, well, it's going to be this much per week. And that really didn't do anything for anybody. (laughs) So they just still kept being, you know, lazy in that way. And they just were overwhelmed. And I realized that if I could build a, a website in a day with a client, you know, on the phone, essentially, I had to be on the phone with them. It was a very tedious process. It would be them send me something, me build it, me call them. Hey, what do you think? Go look at it. You know, all these things. And I was like, what if I just sat them down in a room, locked them in the room for eight hours and got all the stuff from them in that time period? I know I can build it in a day. That has nothing to do with this. It's about them being willing to give up one day of their life in order to get this done and just get it done, like move on, right? Instead of it taking up 
30 days of their life and 30 days of my life (laughs) and making me stressed and upset. So I went on my website. I took everything off. I just totally deleted everything off of it and said, I do websites in a day. That's all I do. And I just started with that. I didn't start with anything else. All the other stuff came later, but just website in a day. So I got my first client and she said, well, I need a website, but I don't have a brand. And I was like, we can do that in a day as well. And I just said it. And then she's like, okay, well, what about social media? Also, we can do that in a day. We'll do, (laughs) we'll do a year's worth of that in a day. And she was like, okay. So she booked three days and I had a flat rate for my days. Um, We still do. And we sat together in a room for three days. I took her to lunch. You know, we had kind of like little fun lunchtime together. And we got every single thing done that I promised. Wow. And I wasn't even stressed about it. And it was That's awesome. amazing. <laughs> That's that because I mean, I think a lot of people listening can level with this, right? The hardest part almost, um, especially these days, right, where you have these site builders that um like most small businesses especially aren't going to care really like exactly how the website looks. They need a website for whatever reason. Um, the hardest part is getting the content from the client, right? Getting the, mm-hmm. the information from the client. I know that I have a new contract now. Shout out to Nathan Ingram. He was on the show earlier. Oh, uh, yeah. His, I love Nathan. Oh, oh he's so great. <laughs> know, so yeah. <laughs> he has a monster contract. So I'll have a link in the mm-hmm. show notes, uh, which you can find. Uh, over at howibuilt.it slash uh, 235. And, um, you know, that kind of has like some some stop gaps to, to mm-hmm. make sure that you are getting your content and stuff like that. But again, again, if you're doing like the 30-day guarantee and you're creating your pipeline, yeah, you know, you, you, can't, you can't make something out of nothing or you, you can, but it's not going to be good. Um, so I love the kind of quote unquote locking a client in a room. Uh, now this is a metaphorical room or is this like most of your clients are local? Nope. We're in person. So I awesome. actually either go to my client wherever they are. So I've traveled to do this, which has been fun. Um, we have offices wow. all over the place. Um, and then I've also had clients who said, you know what? I'm coming from Atlanta. I'm coming from Texas. I'm coming from wherever. And they fly to us because we're in Florida. So it makes yeah. a nice little vacation. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Uh, where about in Florida are you? In Jacksonville. Okay, nice. So like the the top of Florida, essentially. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, right in the northern awesome. side. We don't get too many of the hurricanes. We get them, they blow by us, but they don't really hit us. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, that's great. My brother lives in Orlando. We're like big Disney fans. Um, so we've driven through Jacksonville, driving down from New York, mm-hmm. uh, especially when he was going to college, like we would drive him to college. So um Anyway, uh, so that's super cool. You're doing in-person work. You're getting your clients to come up with all the stuff they need to come up with in a day, which again, uh, is probably good for them because then they're not like, uh, it's not hanging over their head and you're not, you're not being rushed as much. Um, the expectations are set, right? Because if there's like a, if there's a contract that says like, you know, this has to be handed over in 30 days, then most people are going to be like, all right, on day 29, I'm going to, right. I'm going to start thinking about this. Uh, so that's, that's really cool. And, and it sounds like you started with website and then expanded based on the needs of your clients. 
Yes, yes. And it's expanded to seven full days, um, but we typically do a five-day session with someone, um, sometimes a three-day session, depending on what they need. Some clients come to me and I look at their brand and I'm like, you're good to go with that. We don't need to spend a whole day on that. Um, other nice. clients come to me and I'm like, yeah, your brand needs work. We need, it needs help. It's, it's <laughs> there, but it's not there, right? So I will actually mm-hmm. say we, I'd rather spend the day on it and not to build a completely new brand, but we need to tweak the graphics. We need to edit the colors. We need to, you know, just finesse it a little bit. And then the branding day is not just, hey, here's your logo. It's we're building an ebook. We're writing that content. We're wow. creating a funnel out of that. So, you know, it's not just here's your logo and off you go. Um, and we're doing a lot with color psychology and font psychology and working through the name. Is that the right name for you? And all that stuff that people just, they don't think about, they go, here's the name I like, here's somebody who can re- design a logo for me, end of story. And that's not really the end of the story for us. Yeah. And it's also really like a strong brand from the beginning is important, right? Because you got to mm-hmm. cut co- like coming up with the right, I'm suffering from this right now. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I help small business owners. That's like a terrible niche. And and my yeah. messaging can't really result, revolve around that. So now I'm like, well, do I exclude some of the people that I've brought on to my audience by saying, I help creators launch online courses. Like, is that the thing I need to do? And it is like, spoiler alert for people listening to this <laughs> in the future. It is. Um, and and again, the name, my first online course website was called WP in one month. And people were like, oh, like, so you learn WordPress in one month. And I'm like, actually, they're just like self-paced courses. And they're like, what's the one month part? And I'm like, a domain I bought. That's it. So I rebranded <laughs> to creator courses, which makes way more sense and is a better mm-hmm. brand. So. Um, I think that's that's really cool. And having, you know, again, being in this business for 20 years, I have a lot of experience. But if, you know, my brother is starting, like if he's like starting a construction company or something, um, mm-hmm. you know, he might not have the insights that I have, even though I've talked to him a lot. He probably doesn't listen to anything I say. Um, so so uh, having an expert there to help walk you through that is mm-hmm. is great. Yeah. And we found that too, with a lot of small businesses, they have the idea, they have the expertise to do what they want to do, but the marketing and the the branding of it just, just comes, doesn't come as easily. And like you said, starting with that really strong brand is going to help all the other things fall into place. And that is huge, especially if if social media is something you struggle with or website or, you know, just writing content in general is something you struggle with. Knowing the brand inside and out first is why we put it on the first day. This episode is brought to you by Nexus. Look, I know what it's like to spend too much time managing your website instead of your business. In fact, the previous host for this very show made it harder for me to focus on creating content because I was always trying to fix some problem with my website, especially on new episode days. And that's why I switched to Nexus. With Nexus's managed WordPress hosting, I don't have any problems to fix because Nexus fixes them for me, usually before I even know about them. I don't need to worry about my site going down on new episode days or updates or backups. I don't even need to worry about plugin vulnerabilities. Nexus has me covered. That's why I can be so consistent. And now they have membership sites with WP Quickstart, a membership site especially if you're a creator or small business owner like me, can be a fantastic way to increase revenue. But there are too many moving parts for most people who just want to set something up and start making money. 
Membership sites with WP Quick Start does it all for you. That is great hosting. So check out Nexus today if you want a website and not a project. For a limited time, you can get 50% off your first six months. Just go to howibuilt.it slash nexus, N-E-X-C-E-S-S. That's howibuilt.it slash nexus for 50% off your first six months. Thanks so much for Nexus for being a sponsor of How I Built It. Now let's get to, I actually get to ask the title question here, which I haven't been able to do in a while, which is, um, how do you build that? You know, how do you, it, it's like a topic a day, basically. I'm, mm-hmm. I, I will link your website in the show notes because you have it broken down really well. Uh, a week or a power day, and then you, you pick the thing that you want and, and what that all entails. Um, but, you know, if, if, I, if I needed, you know, a, a year of social media or a year of blog posts or a website, how do, you, how do you build that? What's the process look like? Well, we have a formula that I developed a couple of years ago, um, basically when I started with, in 2017 with this. And <clears throat> it's essentially everything broken down into steps and then just done, right? So we do a little brainstorming in the morning for most of the days. Then we do a little bit of structure building and then we have lunch and then we implement it. It's pretty much that simple. Um, And I think a lot of times people just get caught up in the implementation and they just don't do it. You know, they maybe someone does a strategy for them. Maybe they brainstorm with somebody. Maybe they do a mastermind and they get some of that out, but then they don't actually implement. And so that's what I find a lot of people have the hardest time with, but that's actually built into every single day. And I don't actually ask my clients to bring anything. If they come to me and they say, I need a five-day, I actually ask them to not do anything until they show up. And I give them a checklist because some of my people are type A and they just need a checklist. Mm -hmm. But it's things like, if you already have a bio written, you can bring that. If you already have a headshot, which we don't have time to do on the day, you know, you can bring that. Um, So it's just like a list of things that they probably already have sitting around that they could just bring with them. But I try to get people to relax before they even show up because I want them to be fresh. And I don't do a ton of research on them either. And the reason I don't do that is because when they come in, I want them to tell me everything as if I know nothing. And Mm -hmm. that is where I see the holes in their messaging. That is where I see the gaps in their brand. And we can very quickly fill those things in by me asking more questions that allows them to go, oh, I I thought I explained that because they know what they know and they don't know what other people don't know. And so that's where we come in to help fix that. Yeah, that's great. I love that. I I kind of do the same thing with with podcast guests, right? I don't do a lot of research because I don't want this to be basically a scripted show or oh, tell me about X. Oh, now right. tell me about, you know, I I want to be surprised and interested just like my guests are. So hopefully I'm asking questions that they have. Um and doing this especially with clients cuz Again, you know, I'm in a mastermind group. When I redesign a landing page, they're the first people to see it. And they're like, what is this offer? Or what is this pricing? Or, you know, you should probably do this because that's not really clear. Um, not knowing anything allows you to ask everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, and then again, don't asking them not to bring anything is, is great too. All they have to do is show up. And implement. So, yep. so 
we we kind of talked about the website getting the content together. I'm really curious about like one year of social media or one year of blog posts, right? Um, because I know like it could take me over an hour to write an like a, a single blog post. So, um, tell me a little bit more about that. You're coming up with kind of like topics or or ways to reuse content you're using in other places. What's that look like? So we do the same kind of thing. We brainstorm in the morning. We go through what their audience is like, what their audience looks like, what they want, what they need, what they haven't been saying on social media. A lot of times people forget to sell on social media and they do need to also do that. Um, They just are so worried about content, 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 and they're not worried about, hey, don't forget, we do this cool thing over here. Um, And so... Uh, we try to make sure that that's a balanced um, and, and balanced and in proportion so that when they actually do create the posts that they're not over balancing with too many funny cat videos and not enough selling. <laughs> so we create mm-hmm. that schedule and then we put that structure to it. So then we have a, a schedule for the entire week, for the entire month, et cetera. And we just kind of build it piece by piece. And then once we're done building the structure, we all get to work. So whether it's, it's me and them or one of my team and the client, um, sometimes the clients will bring their own marketing person or someone who works with them who's really into the, you know, the, the whole mission. And we'll all work together to create posts. And the owner will basically the, have the say on, yeah, that's great. No, I want to change it, whatever. Um, some people are really into, I need to know every single period and comma that's going into it. Other people are like, hey, if you created it and I kind of know the gist, great. Um, and so we have clients that are all different, you know, types like that. But once that all that content is created, we put it in the scheduler and we do it as we go so that by the end of that day, we've got a whole year's worth of content designed, written and scheduled. So we're building the graphics out while we're writing everything. So we're doing it very much just step by step. And a lot of times people will take so much time on it but really, if you actually sit down and you've got three or four people working on it, mm-hmm. it takes no time at all. That's that's incredible. Uh, I want to touch on something you said here, uh, which is we look at what their audience looks like. How many mm-hmm. people come in not really knowing what their audience looks like? If they don't have their brand solidified, they mm-hmm. don't until we right. kind of help them with that. Um, and a lot of people, they might know who they're targeting, but then they might be on Instagram when they don't need to be, or they might right. not be using Pinterest when they should be. And so I think that with social media, they've, they've just heard you should be on everything and everything you should be posting everywhere, you know, and all the time. And really that's not the case depending on the client's lifestyle, their client's lifestyle, their client's needs, um, their client's, um, ability to get online. Cause sometimes when you have like, let's say parents, here's pretty much how most of them are. They're working a nine to five job or something similar. They might get on at lunch. They might get on at two o'clock and they might get on after the kids are in bed. <laughs> and so posting at times that yeah. are not those times are typically not going to help them out. And so really looking at what those people's lifestyle is like, if that's their client, then we need to go after that and we need to post when it's appropriate. Um, but if it's someone, if they're going after, uh, you know, women under 35, then we've got a whole different strategy for that. So really looking at what their client looks like in that way so that they can post appropriately, not too much, not too little. And we do reuse a lot of content. We do um, use content that is evoke, invokes action from the client, their clients uh, and potential clients. And we also try to make it um, as much a part of their voice as we can. We don't want to post something that's off the wall or 
mm-hmm. just like, why would they post that? And a lot of times people do that without knowing it. And then their clients end up confused. So we want to make sure it's everything is branded, everything is cohesive, and that that message is the same no matter what we're posting about. Awesome. That's That makes a lot of sense. I really like that. Uh, posting social media at times are not good. Well, like I can't believe... Like you, you saying it, it, it explicitly has helped me because I'm just like, well, I got to post in the morning or whatever. Um, but if my target audience is getting their kids ready for school or something, they're not going to see it when I post at 7.30 because they're getting their kids ready for school. Um, and so that, I, I guess that makes a lot of sense. You have these tools that are like the optimal time to post is like noon or whatever. And, mm-hmm. and you don't really, maybe you don't know, maybe it's right, but. Um, And a lot of times it doesn't necessarily matter so much, but you want to keep that in mind because it can help people see it. mm -hmm. But then at the same time, it's more about consistency. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we're really providing with that full year. Um, the, The times will vary over, you know, over the course of time. And once you have a couple of months in and you've been posting at noon every, you know, day or every other day or whatever it is, then you can go back and look at your analytics and which posts were doing better, my noon posts, my random 2 p.m. posts that I put in or my scheduled 7 p.m. posts, like looking at where your actual posts that had the most traction, then you can go back and adjust your times if needed. But most of the time, we don't have to do that for our clients, which is really awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fantastic. Uh, I'm, I'm also going to mention uh, the episode with uh, I did recently with uh, Jean Perpignan. He's um, a really good friend of mine, but he we talk about social media. And he basically says, you know, you got to try and see what works for you. We had a conversation about how I was doing YouTube shorts and Instagram reels. Uh, and I was not doing TikTok because as an elder millennial, TikTok scares me. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I, I wasn't sure what I, would, what I could do with that or would do with that. And so um, I suspect that you and your team helps kind of understand like which social network works for me, right? TikTok probably doesn't work for me. YouTube is, if YouTube is a social network, I guess, um, YouTube is the, is probably the one that, you know, my audience is hanging out at because they're looking for tutorials Yeah, and they want to know how to do a thing. We have this whole thing. And every time I teach a class on social media, I go through this entire step-by-step breakdown of who's on LinkedIn, who's on Facebook, who's on Pinterest. And I also go through my favorite part, which is the half-life of a post. That's how long your post lives from the time you post it until the time the algorithm has it so shoved you know, down into the nether regions of the, uh, the, the feed that it's just gone forever. And so, you know, and you've also seen when you're on Facebook and you're scrolling and then all of a sudden you look away and you look back and everything's different because the algorithm basically refreshes the feed. And so that's another way that that half-life gets recycled. So basically your post will live for a certain amount of time as soon as you post it. And it's basically a countdown clock. And so with Facebook, you're looking at about 30 minutes. Wow. And Twitter is 21 minutes. Wow. That that one is a little less shocking to me. Uh, And my favorite, Pinterest. Now, if you've got the right demographic, though. 151,000 hours. What? It's three and a half months. Wow. You are, I think, the fourth person this year to mention Pinterest and like how 
important it's it is to certain be for the right audience, audience though, right? right? You gotta right, have the right, right. audience. Women, uh, it's nine. It's about eighty to eighty to ninety percent women. Some men on there, but eighty to ninety percent women. And it is eighteen to sixty-five. It is a huge spread wow. of ages. So you definitely got to have the right demographic, and you got to have the right type of product. If you're a lawn care company and you're local, probably not going to work out. Mm-hmm. But if you are, and this is not doing ads, this is just posting, right? right. This is not ads. Um, and if you are a online company or you're a boutique, people are actually 10% more likely to purchase from a Pinterest link than from any other source on the internet. Wow. So depending on your industry, depending on what you're selling, Pinterest could be amazing for you. (laughs) Yeah, that's incredible. Um, God, 21 minutes on Twitter versus three and a half months on Pinterest. I'm sure the people on Pinterest are happier than the people on Twitter too. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> this is like my weekly dump on Twitter, I guess. Um, uh, that's uh, that's where I'm the most active, though, because it's easy to share things and thoughts or whatever. Um, okay, so this is this has been really great. We have a, a pretty good idea of the process and how it works. Uh, let's say our listeners are like, maybe I can try this myself first. Um, what tips do you have for them for trying to do this? Yeah. Schedule the day. Schedule a day for yourself and not a day where you're like at home and things are happening and I got to put the laundry in and I got to take the dog out. No, you have to schedule a day like if you have to like book a hotel room for yourself, like (laughs) or get that private room at the library or go to the local co-working space and grab a conference room, like a whole day, eight hours in a room by yourself bring lunch if you have to, because you don't really need the distraction of going out and just sit in the room, lock yourself in and get the stuff done. And then the other thing is break it down in pieces, whatever it is you're trying to do, break it down in pieces and write yourself a to-do list and literally cross those things off one at a time as you get them done. This episode is brought to you by Text Expander. In our fast-paced world, things change constantly, and errors in messaging often have significant consequences. With Text Expander, you can save time by converting any text you type into a keyboard shortcut called a snippet. Say goodbye to repetitive text entry, spelling, and message errors, and trying to remember the right thing to say. When you use Text Expander, you can say the right thing in just a few keystrokes. Text Expander lets you make new approved messaging available to every team member instantly with just a few keystrokes, ensuring your team remains consistent, current, and accurate. Text Expander can also be used in any platform, any app, and anywhere you type. So take back your time and increase your productivity. But that's not all it does. With its advanced snippets, you can create fill-ins, pop-up fields, and more. You can even use JavaScript or AppleScript. I can type out full instructions for my podcast editor, hi Joel, in just a few keystrokes. Another one of my favorite and most used snippets is PPT. This will take whatever text I have on my clipboard and convert it into plain text. No more fighting formatting if I'm copying from Word or any place else. Last month, I saved over two hours in typing alone. 
That doesn't even take into the account the time I saved by not having to search for the right link, text, address, or number. You have no idea how many times I want to type out a link to a blog post or an affiliate link and I can't remember it and then I have to go searching for it. That generally takes minutes, but since I have a text expander snippet, it takes seconds. Text Expander is available on macOS, Windows, Chrome, iPhone, and iPad. I've been using it a lot more on my iPhone lately because I've been working from my iPhone more uh, because there are days when I'm just not in front of my computer right now. If you've been curious about trying Text Expander or simple automation in general, now's the time. Listeners can get 20% off their first year. Just visit textexpander.com slash podcast and let them know that I sent you. Thanks so much to Text Expander for sponsoring the show. And now let's get back to it. This is the schedule a day for yourself reminds me of uh, Deep Work by Cal Newport, yes. which um, I had uh, my wife uh, realized, I think. So we have two kids, third one on the way in December. Um, and during in, at the height of the pandemic, you know, she's a nurse. Longtime listeners will know that she's a nurse. Uh, schools were closed. Um, and so I was watching both kids for 14 days or 14 hours, three or four days a week. She could tell that the pandemic was wearing on me. I work at home, so I'm always home. And once things were starting to be relatively safe, she booked me a night at an Airbnb. Or actually, it was a just a B and B, not even Airbnb, just a bread and breakfast. Um, and I had a hotel room to myself. I had these beautiful grounds to walk and read or work or whatever. And I got it. I read like four books over the course of like twenty four hours. Um, so you know, dedicating that time, that undistractable, indistractable time to yourself is super important, especially. Uh, I like what you said, break it down, create a to-do list, right? Because you don't want to spend the first hour of that time going, what do I need to do right now? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so awesome. Um, I usually don't explicitly ask this, but is there like a, a PDF and like an opt-in maybe that you offer for people who want to try this themselves? I do actually have something called the Pro Toolkit. And it is all the tools that we use. So to kind of give yourself a head start on what social media scheduler should I use, what website platform, anything that you need for a business, we have a toolkit on that. It's at the top of our website at getabsolutemarketing.com. Uh, great. I will. Uh, again, I seriously never do that. Um, but <laughs> I'm going to link that in the show notes. And I signed up. Uh, Elizabeth will probably will be able to verify this. I just signed yes. up, so I'm getting it too. Um, because this is, first of all, I love checklists. I'm like that type A person. Um, also, just like a, a quick tip, a, a, t- a checklist opt-in is like really good. Those They've really done well for me. Um, Nick Scalise over at Landing Page School says that that's like his best opt-in ever is like a landing page checklist. So not not only are they useful, but they're also helpful to you as the content creator. Um, but this is this is great because again, you know, I'm pretty good at coming up with blog post ideas. Uh, I have my own content on on how to do that. Um, but like email funnels, I constantly feel like those are underwhelming and underperforming. So social media well, we is hard do, for me. We do have one other thing which I will let right. you know about, and if you want to sign up, you could do that. <laughs> Okay. Um, it's actually, we have a free membership 
And oh. it's at the bottom of our website. So the Pro Toolkit's at the top and the Wimshit's at the bottom. And we actually have a course on email marketing and a course on blogging. And I actually tell you how to write a blog in 10 minutes. Oh, wow. That's, that's amazing. Um, and then, of course, social media and um, branding and website. So each of the five days has their own like mini course that you can do as a DIY. Um, and that's in our, our membership. Awesome. Yeah, I'm signing up for that right now, too, as we speak. Um, this is a cool mn.co. Is that? Mighty Networks. It's on my Mighty favorite Networks. platform. Yeah, it's actually in our Pro Toolkit as well. So if you decide to check it out and build your own, please do use our link. But um, it's definitely worth it. And I've actually had several people who've used Kajabi and some of the other ones out there, and they've actually switched to this because it is so superior. Oh, that's great. Um, and I know like I've talked about like the benefits of like rolling your own. Like I use Restrict Content Pro on WordPress, but like mm-hmm. uh, with the community, um, I decided to go with Circle because like I looked at BB Press or Buddy Press and I'm like, this is like too much. I was in no. Circle before I was in this. Interesting. Okay. I'm definitely going to check this out then. Um, this has been, and th- this is still evolving. So they have a rollout for the next like six months that they're slowly like dripping out of different like uh, adjustments to the system. And it is amazing. And what they have on, on plan for this is going to make it like the premier um, of all of the ones we mentioned just now, every, of all of that, it's going to be so, so far superior to all of those. It's going to be like all those rolled into one. It's, it's crazy. So I'm super excited and I'm glad I'm kind of like in already, but yeah. it's going to make creating content so much easier. And also your courses are going to be easier to navigate. And there's just going to be so many more aspects that are going to be awesome. Like the, they're building the community and merging it with courses and it's just so awesome. So I'm really excited. Awesome. Uh, well, I am in, in the process of signing. I've signed up now. I'm in. Looks really nice. Um, it has Apple integrated login, which makes me happy because that's what I prefer to use nowadays. Um, so awesome. This is this looks really cool. I'm really excited to get started with too. this. <laughs> it, it has an app, right? That's yeah. uh, the the circle app is is a little underwhelming, but uh, I mean their their focuses are probably different, but I guess I'll have to tell them that, right? Um, <laughs> I generally have a rule, don't provide feedback unless I'm providing it to the the people as well. That's why I've stopped mostly complaining on Twitter about companies before I at least talk to <laughs> that's them. A good, that's a good rule. I like that. I like yeah, that well, that's like, because, you know, it's I, I talk to people and they complain about their jobs or their clients or their significant others. And I'm like, have you talked to them about it? They're like, no. And I'm like, so nothing is going to change. Well, nothing's still going to change. Okay, well, now definitely nothing will change. <laughs> I'm like, I really least, like that. I'm going to yeah. use that. I'm stealing awesome. that from you. <laughs> awesome. Very good. Uh, we're stealing from each other today. That's what this yeah, podcast is all it. about. That's what the podcast is all about. Um, this has been so great. Um, for, so I, again, I'm really excited to, to dig into some of your resources. Um, I will link to, again, all of them in the show notes over at how I built it slash uh, 235. Um, I, I do have uh, my, my last question that I like to ask, uh, which is, do you have any trade secrets for us? I think I've shared them all. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I think I um, have. <laughs> awesome. I think the Pinterest one is probably one of the most, you know, the biggest ones for me is that it's that that little piece of info about Pinterest. I think that's my one of my trade secrets. Yeah, that's super interesting. And I mean, it, it shows, it it speaks to like the attention span of uh, 
What are what are people on Pinterest? Are they called pinners? Pinterest? Yeah. These pinners. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, because I mean, I, I've talked about I've talked about this a little bit with. I'm like waxing poetic on today's episode, I guess. But I've thought about this with Twitter. Right? Is it's easy uh, to get like we'll say the Twitter mob on your case, mm-hmm. right? Um, but like a week later, people have forgotten. Right? Completely yeah. forgotten. Getting canceled on Twitter. Uh, is not real life getting canceled, right? People move on pretty quickly. Or or the same, you have this big, I used to think that like tweeting a link to a new course I launched is like, uh, people are going to sign up. Uh, not unless they do it in the first 21 minutes, apparently. Um, people aren't <laughs> going to see it. Unless you get retweeted. Unless you get retweeted, yeah. So you need that retweetable. Uh, the most viral tweet I've ever had was a picture of a a, a, a table in Barnes & Noble that had like, all of the books with swear words in them. Uh, and I was like, this is my least favorite trend. Um, <laughs> and like that got like retweeted and liked like thousands of times. Uh, that's, but that's like the funny thing about like a viral tweet, right? Is like, it could just come back like months later. You like forgot about it and it comes back. So, but um, okay. Pinterest, schedule a day for yourself. Get the toolkit. Uh, you can find everything at how I built it. Um, so if you are a Build Something Club member, we are going to talk about finding and subsequently leaving WordPress. And I might, we might talk a little bit about hand coding websites. Um, you can sign up for that at, at uh, buildsomething.club for $5 a month or $50 a year. Uh, but if you are leaving us after the sign off, Elizabeth, where can people find you to learn more? You can find us at getabsolutemarketing.com. And everything is there. Um, we also have a website called thepodscout.com where we help people to find and get on podcasts. Incredible. Well, uh, I can say uh, that it worked on me uh, because <laughs> you you pitched uh, yourself or someone pitched you. And I really, um, my acceptance rate is pretty low. Uh, not to like pat myself on the back. I just want to make sure I'm getting good guests. I heard that. So, I was quite proud when I got the email. <laughs> I was like, yeah. yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just, uh, it just helps. This is again, for anybody listening uh, who wants to be on the show, um, you like, yes, you talked a little bit about yourself, but you also told me exactly the benefit to my listeners. That's my listeners are, are, the most important thing to me with this podcast, right? Uh, because they are what make the show work. So I want I want people who are going to help them um, and then selfishly help me as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Elizabeth, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And thanks to everybody listening. Uh, if you liked this episode, share it with a friend. Uh, that's what we'll say. Share it with, tell them, hey, this episode 235 really good you should listen to it uh and thanks to our sponsors thanks to elizabeth again thank you for listening and until next time get out there and build something